Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. One is now. ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. You missed anything in the first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, swung by to talk the FCS national landscape as well as uh, preview some of the action coming up uh, in the Big Sky Conference. We also uh, heard from Brett Vegan, the head coach of Montana State. His team opens up Big Sky Conference play in Cheney, Washington, uh, against Eastern Washington. And we also talk some Grizz hockey. You can find everything uh, from the first hour of today's show, as always, on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the Montana State Bookstore. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview of the week. We do this during the 5 o'clock hour uh, each Wednesday here uh, at Nuanas Now. And we go down the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and welcome in a guy who I just met last week and uh, just was intrigued by everything that I saw at Portland State and uh, just how beautiful of a city I think Portland is. He's the new athletic director there at PSU. It's John Johnson. And uh, Portland State, they come to Missoula for a homecoming football game uh, on Saturday. John, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, give people uh, your background because you have deep ties in the Big Sky Conference and even a little bit of ties to Montana. When I first met you, you said, yeah, hey, you know, once upon a time lived in Bozeman and once upon a time played for a guy named Sonny Lubick who went on to have uh, some pretty good success uh, in the college football world. So give people a little bit about your background. Yeah, you know, actually, uh, the Big Sky is my background. Played at Montana State and uh, uh, played for Coach Lubick and, and uh, uh, transferred to Eastern Washington University where I got my uh, – Finished my career and got my uh, MBA there, and and uh, and uh, was asked to work in the athletic program. Was AD there? Oh golly, for five six years I was I think the ripe age of thirty, and uh, then went to Weber State and spent uh, eight years there and had a wonderful experience there, and and then went to Washington State for a stint for 14 years and worked in facilities. We play a lot of the big sky schools and in fact played Montana state uh, while, while I was at Washington state and uh, Bruce Barnum beat 
uh, Mike Leach in Pullman, actually, uh, as uh, did Eastern Washington. So, uh, yeah, fond memories. It's great to be back home. Uh, had some opportunities to do other things around the country, but at the end of the day, my wife and I said, let's go home. And certainly the Big Sky Conference is home. It's so wonderful to see old friends and meet new friends and the history and the really the 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 backbone that has held the big sky in its stature since the 70s is just terrific because it has been a constant i'm sure just looking at your resume and lining up the timeline you have to have some connection to bill moose is that right yeah bill yeah knew bill when i was in my early 20s when i met him i met him when uh, actually prior to when he went to montana tried to hire me a couple times and and uh, he went on to Montana, and uh, we became great friends there while I was at Eastern. And he went on to Oregon and uh, used to take uh, my team from Weber State to Oregon every year, my fundraising team, facility team. And he was building the facilities that, uh, uh, at uh, the University of Oregon and then came to Washington State. So we finally got to work together, enjoyed our time here, and uh, then took uh, my wife and I to to uh, Nebraska with them, and my wife was a golf coach and very successful there. Uh, and I worked as a senior deputy director of athletics uh, uh, for a time, of which, you know, after about six months, we started COVID. And I think we're just getting done with COVID, quite frankly, but uh, starting over again. But yes, I do know Bill, talk to him all the time. Uh, uh, he was, uh, I think, at the hospital when my twins were born, and he was at uh, my wedding. So we have uh, very close ties. Well, great, uh, great stories there. And Bill Moose, obviously, again, it's uh, popular around these parts in Missoula as a guy who was the athletic director at Montana when Montana rose up and won their first uh, national championship in 1995. And a guy that certainly left a, a huge footprint uh, on college athletics in the West, whether it's Washington State or Oregon or or Nebraska. So uh, very interesting, very cool. John Johnson joining us here on ESPN Radio. He is our ESPN Roundtable guest, ESPN Roundtable. Presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. If you want a place to watch all the college football action on Saturday, head on down to Paradise Falls. Uh, they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, plus 18 draft beers and 30 big screen TVs, 3621 Brook Street on the south side of town. Uh, John, when you, when you look at Portland State then, what intrigued you about this job, and what do you think is challenging about this job? Because Portland State has so, uh, some very distinct advantages uh, particularly being in this place you are located. I mean, I think Portland, Oregon, when things are right, when things are normal, uh, is one of the gems of, of the United States, one of my favorite small cities in America. Uh, but also then uh, there comes with some challenges as well, uh, particularly with the other universities in the state, the way that they draw so much attention uh, to themselves and away from Portland State Athletics. So uh, first of all, what led you to this, this position? And what do you think of the challenges there that you face at Portland State? Yeah, I think number one, what, what uh, 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 intrigued me about it is really to come back to the Northwest and to come back to my roots, which is I affectionately call the collegiate model, um, you know, where schools play for the love of the game and the student athletes love what's going on, not taking anything away about the power five, et cetera, but it's a different world there and will be. And as we all know, the NCAA is reviewing division one and what that looks like and the, the NCAA's transformation committee is putting together uh, uh, a report that's going to come to us in December and January uh, to the membership that talks about what's Division One look like now as we uh, move into the into the next centuries uh, of sport. But being at this level, it really was, you know, I, I think a pure level uh, collegiate model, I call it, and and that really 
you know, at the, at the, at the sunset of my career, uh, to be able to come home and to finish my career in the big sky, couldn't have asked for anything more, a place where I started my career. Uh, great people do it for the right reasons. And quite frankly, the big sky conference was ahead of its time. Going back to the 80s, you know, a simple thing, satisfactory progress that the NCAA passed in the 90s, the Big Sky had it when we when I played, that you had to progress towards graduation. We had graduation standards. We had interconference standards. We had things that no one in the country had, but we did because we believed in doing things the right way in the collegiate model. And we had, we had schools from different parts of the country, uh, schools from the Canadian border, to the Mexican border, uh, from the uh, Rocky Mountains to the Pacific Ocean. But they all had a common bond to say, hey, this is the way we want to run our athletics program. This is who we want to be aligned with. We each have different missions. We, we each have different focuses, depending on what our forefathers said back in the day, whether you're a land-grant school or et cetera. Uh, but really, athletics has tied us together, and we've been consistent through several commissioners, uh, uh, we still have followed that, that same mantra of a terrific student-athlete experience. We're going to do it the right way, and we're going to do it broad-based. And uh, we're one of the first schools, quite frankly, that had six sports as a core sport where you had to have those six to compete, so that bound us together as well. So those are really the positives. Uh, uh, and being back with my colleagues that I've known and being back to the league and the towns I know and our friends, and I'll see some friends this weekend over my years in the big sky. I think, you know, every athletic program has its challenges. I think every athletic program has its advantages as you spoke of. Portland's a wonderful city, you know, getting through COVID and Hey, a lot of cities, you know, had some tough times during COVID, you know, where I was at, in Nebraska, we had our tough times as well, and it took a toll. I think it took a toll uh, on our communities. Uh, it, uh, COVID took a to- toll on our on ourselves and how we operate. It took a toll on our young people and how we educated them during that period of time. But also, uh, 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 it, it, it took a toll on our student athletes. And I think about how we got through COVID, and it bound us together, not only I think as a nation, uh, but it bound us together as families. I remember during COVID that that uh, we did things differently. We actually sat down and had dinner, and we actually had our neighbors over for dinner, and we we had our own bubbles in our neighborhood so our kids could play, and we bubbled like we did in athletics during those times to keep people from getting COVID, and I think it gave us back some values. Uh, what I think is uh, very positive. But on the other side of it, quite frankly, at least on the West Coast and and, uh, so forth, that, you know, this is kind of the first year since COVID that we're normal, that we're operating normal. You know, we had to reteach ourselves how to go to school, uh, how to prepare uh, for games. Our our universities now coming all back uh, in the West Coast is one of the, uh, you know, the slower areas to come back. Uh, it was the first areas to get hit and it's the last ones for COVID to kind of leave because of where we're located. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had to rethink, Hey, how, do, how, how do we put on games again? You know, cause we were doing it kind of on, on the fly of our pants. We had to be ready for cancellations and we had to take care of our student athletes in a different way. Our student athletes didn't see their families, some for over a year, uh, as we bubbled them. 
but now we're, hey, how do, how do we do business again? How do we engage our students that are on campus? Some of those freshmen and sophomores have never seen an athletic event on campus. They don't know what a college event at Portland State looks like, as in other parts of the area. So I think we're relearning again. It's, I, I, you know, and we're learning how to do things differently. We're communicating differently. Uh, we're working differently. Uh, some folks, uh, because of a variety of reasons, might work from home, but they're very effective that way. That's great. But uh, from the athletic standpoint, you know, we're kind of all, you know, we got our lunch pill, we're going to work, and we're punching in. Uh, but Portland is a beautiful city, and being from the Northwest, uh, my wife's family's from Portland. She was raised in North Seattle, and, of course, I'm from Spokane. Spent a lot of time in Portland, not only in the Big Sky Conference, playing at Civic Stadium, uh, but also at Washington State. But we have great advantages. You know, we're in a, a recruiting base for many of the sports in the Spokane area. You know, we're in the immense of the I-5 corridor that has, you know, more people than Eastern Washington, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, uh, uh, Utah combined. So we, we have the population. But also, you know, we have that Pac-12 look uh, as well that, that as does happen in states kind of takes over different Montana's that are in Montana state. that are the flagship schools in their state. But what it does is it's not different than, uh, what, how I worked in at Washington state where, or at, at Eastern Washington, where you had Washington state and, and, uh, you had Gonzaga, uh, at Weber state, you had Utah state, Utah, uh, BYU, um, uh, as well same similar situation so i think from those times that those areas you, you learn and i think I, I i bring some knowledge of how we attacked it at that at those areas to get more support etc but i i do think this and i think it's true of any athletic program but i think particularly a, a, a program like uh, portland state and others in the big sky that you know you're successful with continuity and consistency you stay the course you determine how you're going to go, uh, your leadership is strong, you're integrated very firmly within the fabric of the institution, uh, and uh, you do the right things year after year after year, and pretty soon you win. It takes a lot of things, a lot of areas to, to be successful. And I use winning in the broadest sense, to have a great student-athlete experience, uh, to educate uh, our student-athletes, to get them prepared for life after sports, but also a good student-athlete experience is winning games uh, because that's why. And I know at the University of Montana and Missoula that they won a lot of games and a lot of sports. So uh, they understand that feeling, and that's where we have to get is we're being consistent. Uh, we, we have a focus of, of what we're trying to do. We're very uh, uh, focused and in our efforts and, and being efficient in our resources and that everyone understands where we're going and why and that it takes everybody to win. The, from the ticket takers, to the security, to the custodians, to myself, we all must be pushing in the same direction, and we're all important. The locker room needs to be clean. Uh, I need to make sure our team's prepared. Uh, the ticket takers need to be friendly and welcome people, and we need to be creative in how we invite people back to our campus, which is a beautiful campus. Joe Johnson joining us here. He's the Portland State Athletic Director. Portland State plays at Montana on Saturday for homecoming. So let's talk football uh, then, John, because 
uh, I being there on campus and just seeing you know where Portland State is located and, and the campus is so cool and you know right in the heart of a beautiful city and uh, the the new basketball arena that was the first time I'd seen that live and in person uh, great facility and the weight room is great the, the you know the locker room and, and the training facilities all stuff that are are on par uh, if not uh, you know, superior to many of the the facilities within the Big Sky Cowboys but the, the looming question then is. Where does Portland State call home when they're playing home football games? And I know it was Providence Park for 60-plus years. Yeah. Now you're playing out in Hillsboro. Uh, so just analyze the, the, the future of football at Portland State and how important uh, finding a, a true home to, to build that continuity within the campus culture like you're talking about. How important is it to have a home, and what is the future of football at Portland State? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the future of football is bright at Portland State. It has a rich history going back to – uh, um, previous coaches and uh, Coach Reed, who coached here, who was terrific at Montana, just a terrific person who lives here uh, now. Uh, Pokey Allen, who was my position coach at Eastern prior to coming to, to, to uh, Portland State University, really has a rich, Mouse Davis, Neil Lomax, you know, the list goes on and on. And it has a rich history. Again, you know, Providence Park, which used to be Civic Stadium, that's gone through a revit. Re, uh, renovation and, and years ago the professional soccer team took it over and renovated and of course they have their responsibilities but you know part of calling a place home is making it your home and doing things to make a great environment for someone to to go to a game and i think consistency and continuity is important i think uh, where, wherever we end up, and I'm evaluating that. I haven't yet watched a football game in Portland at Hillsboro Stadium. I've seen it, but I haven't been to a, a football game there yet. So I'm interested to see what it looks like. It's one thing to look at a facility when it's empty and you see that, but it's another thing to see when it's alive and, and so forth and so on. And what can we do there? They're in the immense of reviewing their facility. Uh, the adjacent baseball team is going to put uh, – 40 or $50 million into that facility as they prepare for AAA ball, which is adjacent to and part of the baseball facility. So there's opportunity for us to, to get some stuff done right away to improve it. But again, we need to be successful. We need to target our markets and marketing and make it a great student or fan experience when you come out there. And it's a different alternative than an Oregon State and a University of Oregon. Not only we're located within 2 million uh, population of 2 million right around here, but, you know, it can be very family-oriented, affordable, and, and, and become part of the community. Portland is, is different from the standpoint that it's a participation uh, city. People do things. They participate. They're into outdoors. They bike and cycle, and that's part of the culture. We're going to take that culture, and we're uh, going through a process uh, in planning for improving our home game experience experience of football experience that we've never had before to make it fun for everyone and to to make it to where you know when you get done with the game you're driving home and regardless of the outcome junior in the back seat goes geez dad that was really fun can we go back next time so that's what we're trying to accomplish to get fans there but also we have to put a good product on the field and i think we have a good product <clears throat> played really well against San Jose State, had a chance to win that one, was beaten the last uh, minute and a half, uh, still had a chance to, to win it, uh, went to Washington, and Washington's pretty good. I mean, they 
got after 11th rate from Michigan State. It wasn't as close as the score indicated as they reviewed it. So they're a pretty good football team. And so I'm anxious to, to, to get back and uh, to see how we play. We got a week to kind of refocus ourselves as we start school next week and uh, come into Missoula, who Coach Houck, Bobby, and Rosie, and those guys are great coaches and do a terrific job. And it's just a great environment. I've been there many times, not only as an opposing AD, but I was the uh, representative to the Big Sky Conference for the 1AA championships for six years, and I chaired it. In fact, I took Bill Moose's place on the committee. So spent a lot of time in Missoula, have great friends. You have great fans. And, uh, you know, I go back to the days of Dornblazer. You know, you kind of use that comparison, and it's amazing what a facility can do with good coaching and everyone working on the same page, and that's what we hope to do here. Uh, We have a new president coming in next year. We're going to search our president's retiring, uh, which will be exciting for us as well as we get through COVID and we start anew, for lack of a better term. Jack Johnson here on the, excuse me, John Johnson. <laughs> I was thinking Jack Johnson, the Great Falls CMR uh, head football coach, legendary, but John Johnson, they, they call him JJ around uh, his neck of the woods, the athletic director at Portland State. And uh, John, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for uh, going in depth on uh, all of the different happenings there at Portland State. And uh, maybe we'll look forward to seeing you in Missoula on Saturday. But in the meantime, best of luck uh, this weekend and moving forward uh, throughout this uh, academic school year. And thanks so much for being here with us here on ESPN Radio. Thanks so much. I want to say hello to my great friends in Missoula and look forward to coming back uh, this weekend. There you go. John Johnson, Athletic Director of Portland State. Uh, it, it's such a fascinating uh, deal there because how do you get top-of-mind awareness? I mean, that's what we try to give people here in the radio industry. It's also what we try to do as storytellers, to tell the story so that other people know the story. Portland State has a hard time with people telling their story, but they have a better story to tell than most people realize. That in itself is one of the challenges at Portland State. But as you heard there, John Johnson thinks the future of football is bright at Portland State. Uh, I hope he's right. I I know that uh, there's all sorts of varying opinions on the Big Sky Conference and and its members, uh, and I do think there's some... Schools in the league that are good fits, some schools that aren't as good of fits. I do think that Portland State is a good fit, even though they're not one of the charter members. They've been in the league now uh, since 1996, and uh, I think they add more to the league than they than they take away from the league, and I don't think that's true for all of the league's full-time members. So um, hopefully they can, they can get it all figured out, and uh, hopefully they remain uh, as a part of this Big Sky Conference uh, in its current iteration for as long as that may last, whether that's a, a long time or a short time. ESPN Roundtables presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, your go-to spot on the south side of town. They got breakfast, lunch, dinner, a sports bet Montana kiosk, a full drink menu, 18 draft beers, and 30 big screen TVs. Great place to gather with both family and friends. Need a place to watch football this weekend? Need a place to hang out? Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hotspot. Let's talk some Grizz football and give you some homecoming tickets. We'll do our Grizz Star of the Week and some analysis on this upcoming game next. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Come back to Missoula, please. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. That was a great show two summers ago. Hopefully they uh, meander their way back here. I know that one uh, member of the band lives uh, either here or near here, something like that, uh, close by connections uh, to uh, Missoula for sure. So that was a fun one two summers ago. Welcome back. The one is now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the uh, ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you for being here and uh, hanging out with us here uh, on your Wednesday. Uh, we will have, well, p- perhaps uh, sometime in the next uh, day, <laughs> we will have our Grizz Star of the Week. It just depends on when the Grizzlies wrap up practice down there uh, at the River Bowl. Uh, Aaron Fonts will be our Grizz Star of the Week this week. He had a career high uh, eight catches last week and uh, – I pegged him as an emerging star back in fall camp. I wasn't alone. I think that Sean Rainey of SWX Montana Television and Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, both uh, echoed by sentiments. It was impossible to miss. It wasn't like some uh, deep dive analysis watching him during fall camp. I mean, he's just a really talented guy. That's why he had FBS offers. That's why he had serious interest from Colorado State. And that's why they were really high on him when they signed him. And now here he is as a sophomore uh, making waves. Uh, so anybody that's watched practice following along, it's no surprise uh, because he is so uh, gifted and also really becoming a polished receiver as well. Um, but for those that haven't been following along or, or that is new, uh, he is sort of one of the breakout players right now uh, for this Montana football team. The Grizzlies wrap practice about 530, but uh, who knows? It's a still nice weather out there, and uh, they got Big Sky Conference opener here on the horizon. And... Uh, also, the receivers stay afterwards and work on the jugs machine as well. So, uh, may or may not get Aaron Fonts uh, in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. And uh, if we don't, I'll record something with him right after practice, and we'll have it for you uh, to tomorrow. Uh, so, either way, uh, get your Grizz fix. Let's talk about this game, though, this Portland State homecoming uh, game. First of all, uh, Andrew, I know that we – uh, our uh, our boss here was suggesting that we give away the tickets today. Do, you can just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Do we have the tickets? Uh, we do have the tickets. That's good. Do you want the tickets? We got a couple tickets to uh, the homecoming football game between the University of Montana and Portland State to open up Big Sky Conference play. You want them? Call us. 
Caller number 5, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number 5, we got a couple tickets to Montana's Saturday uh, football game. 2 p.m. kick uh, from Washington Grizzly Stadium. So call right now, 406-888-1029. Caller number 5. We got uh, a couple tickets for you. One thing I would suggest for those following along in this game and that are trying to, to you know get some insight into it and uh, look at it, the Portal State Vikings and Montana Grizzlies did not play last fall. They did play in the spring of 2021. I would put almost no weight into that game. At that time, Bruce Barnum, he said it on this show last week, the Vikings had been together as a team collectively, whether that was for meetings or film or or in the weight room or practice or whatever, five times over the last 10 months leading up to that trip to Missoula. So to say they were ill-prepared is an understatement. They also were in the mix, uh, in the midst, I should say, of, of remaking their offensive line. And they didn't have a lot of guys in the fold that they expected to have. They also didn't have a couple of their key players. I mean, Emmanuel Dogbe is going to be one of the best athletes in the league. He was an All-American caliber guy through the 2019 season. Then he tore his groin and missed all last year. So he was not available. So that's a huge playmaker that they have back in the fold. They've added a bunch of of transfers and other talents since then. So I I guess what I'm saying is comparing uh, Montana and their whipping of Portland State in the spring of 2021, there's no transitive property there. This is going to be a totally different Portland State team coming to town. I think Portland State, too, though, uh, they have good talent. And... uh, that's headlined by V.J. Mala, who I think is one of the best defensive linemen in the country, not just the conference. He had 10.5 sacks last year, 20 tackles for loss, former junior college transfer, uh, really, really aggressive and high-motor guy. And that's going to be a, a matchup that I'm really watching. Right now, the Grizz, having outscored their non-conference opponents 120-21, to 21, they seem like they're invincible. They're the number two team in the country. They're rolling right now, but they're not invincible. They're not without weakness. And I'm not sitting here trying to take shots or be negative. All I'm saying is that there still is some weaknesses on this team. Only a few, but there's a few, there are a few that we haven't seen the Grizz try to mitigate yet. Uh, as somebody that watches the offensive line, I think the offensive line on the interior has been very good and much improved from a year ago. I think that is one of the biggest improvements this team has seen. I think A.J. Forbes is better uh, as the center. I think their guards are way better. I think Hunter McGinnis uh, knows that he's an alpha now and and one of the best interior offensive linemen in the league. And I think Liam Brown has been good as a freshman. I still, though, am not fully ready to anoint the tackles at Montana, particularly Chris Walker on the left side, as uh, having completely blossomed or completely come of readiness to be able to handle – elite pass rushers and the, and Montana has not played a team with a guy like VJ Malo or a guy like you know I mean I'm sure I I don't even know a name off the top of my head but I guarantee you Weber State's got one um you know UC Davis has had great pass rushers the last couple of years 
So how much of a, an isolation game do you play? How much do you isolate Malo over a guy like Chris Walker who's still trying to find his feet there at the left tackle spot? I'm not sure, but I, I, I think that one place Portland State could have a matchup advantage is on the edge when Montana's on offense and Portland State's on defense. How does Montana mitigate that? Can those guys rise up? Can Chris Walker and Brandon Casey show that they can be uh, dominant forces there, bookending that offensive line for the Grizz? We'll see. Uh, but I, I think that that's one place where Portland State could have a little bit of an advantage. The other part is they run a funky defense that if it gets ahead of you, uh, their, their, their defensive alignment and scheme is nothing like Montana's, but their premise... Their goal in terms of dictating the tempo, dictating uh, the the game, not playing chess, but rather doing what we do and staying ahead of the offense, that premise is very much the same as what Montana does defensively. So can the flex defense cross up the Grizz? Can they confuse Lucas Johnson? Can they keep him in the pocket? Post State's also going to have good athleticism on the outside defensively. So, so how does that match up? I mean, the Grizz have had just across-the-board massive mismatches on the outside uh, in the Northwestern State game and the Indiana State game. When their receivers are going against the other team's secondary, uh, it, it they, they were dominant. South Dakota had a good defensive secondary. I thought, I thought actually they had a couple players that were very good. And Montana didn't look nearly as dominant uh, on the perimeter. So Portland State, how do they match up outside athletically? When Portland State has the ball, it's all about just mitigating Montana's pressure. Uh, the quarterback for Portland State, he can run. Can that keep plays alive, though? How does he handle the pressure? How does he handle the atmosphere uh, of Washington Grizzly Stadium? Dante Sachere is the quarterback's name. He's a redshirt sophomore uh, from Fresno, California. He looked really good against uh, San Jose State. Didn't look as good against the Huskies of Washington, but of course not. Um, the Huskies are better, by the way, than they were a year ago, at least a little bit better. But uh, that win uh, that Montana had over him is still one of the landmark wins I've covered and my time covering the Big Sky Conference. But regardless, can Sashray handle the pressure? If he can, then can Portland State attack Montana up the seam? Because that is the one vulnerability of this Grizz defense. Athletic receivers running into the middle of the field. You can attack them right in the middle of the field. Portland State has great athletes on the perimeter offensively, led by Dog Bay, but also featuring Darian Chase, who was a former four-star recruit who transferred from Nebraska. Bo Kelly won the Big Sky Conference Triple Crown a year ago. Hardly anybody knows that, but he led the league in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns during the regular season. So they have a bunch of weapons on the outside. I have no idea what their offensive line is going to be like. I don't know if that offensive line can match up with Montana's front. I'm going to say no because who can? But if the quarterback, if Dante Sachere can hang, keep plays alive and and then throw accurately to the middle of the field, who knows? The Grizz opened as a 26-point favorite. I think that's a little bit wide of a margin. But as Sam Herter was saying off the top, if Montana truly wants to consider itself – a national championship contender, even if Portland State is good, they need to pound Portland State. They pounded their first three teams. Can they keep on uh, dominating their opponent? We shall see. But it will be a Portland State team that has some players. They'll, they'll have some guys that when you're watching, you're thinking, 
man, that guy's pretty good. That guy could play for most teams in the Big Sky Conference. They've done a good job, especially uh, in the veteran part of their roster, uh, of recruiting. Nuance Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll keep talking Big Sky Conference football and maybe, maybe hear from Aaron Fonts, uh, sophomore receiver for the Grizzlies. Uh, either or, we'll still keep talking football, so keep it right here. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. We don't really double up on songs that much. A couple times a year, maybe, but uh, we have a few favorites, including Little Modest Mouse here for you uh, on your Wednesday Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, Missoula Broadcasting. Locally owned and operated and proud to say so for the better part of 15 years. Homecoming weekend in Missoula and the opening weekend for Big Sky Conference football around the league. The only team that's not opening Big Sky Conference play is Sacramento State. Several of the teams had early buys this week. Eastern Washington's coming off a buy. Portland State's coming off a buy. So that's an interesting dynamic as the Cats head to uh, Cheney to take on Eastern. So both the Montana schools playing teams coming off of buys. Sac State also had an early buy. I think their buy was week two. They play at Colorado State this week. That's the only uh, non-conference game for the Big Sky Conference. The other league games look like this. I know State Northern Colorado. Somebody's got to win. I'm sorry, that's that's a that's a mean shot. Northern Colorado is actually coming off of a victory last week over Lamar. Uh, as they touted on uh, social media, they were the only team, they said the only team in Colorado to win last week. In fact, they were the only team from Colorado to win last week. They didn't, didn't actually win in Colorado. They were in Texas. I'm just nitpicking now. I'm sorry. I, I'm, in a, I'm in a salty mood. But I know State plays at Northern Colorado. In one of the games that I think is going to be one of the best games of the week, and actually one of the most important games of the week, is Idaho at Northern Arizona. Both teams are 1-2. and two. Both teams want to believe that they could be in the mix for a playoff spot. The winner, though, will be in the mix, and the loser is going to have their backs against the wall. First Big Sky Conference game as a head coach for Jason Eck. First Big Sky Conference game for Chris Ball uh, with real expectations. I think Northern Arizona hopes and thinks and... and uh, Wants to be good this year, and I, they could be good. They're going to have to prove it, though, with the Vandals coming to town. MSU is at uh, Eastern Washington, Portland State at Montana, Sac State at Colorado State, and then Weber State uh, plays at uh, UC Davis. So that, that's another fascinating one because Weber is off to a great start with a 3-0 and record, but the one win that fortifies or that, in, that uh, increases, improves their FCS playoff resume is the win over Utah State. Western Oregon win doesn't do anything for you. That's a, that's a non-counter. And uh, rolling up Utah Tech, okay, you know, you're supposed to win it. Uh, it is a Division One win, but um, but we were sitting there at 3-0 is a good thing because, you know, you, you can get then to nine wins even if you lose two conference games. 
And that'd be eight Division One wins as well. UC Davis, though, they got an uphill battle having lost to Cal and South Dakota State uh, with their one win coming against San Diego this last week. But you drop to one and three, uh, then you basically probably got to win six out of your next seven at the very least to be on the playoff bubble. So it's a huge game there uh, in Davis, California. Missed anything in the show today. Fun show. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, joined us at 4 o'clock, right off the top, for our uh, look around FCS football. We also uh, heard from Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats, to preview that matchup against Eastern Washington. We talked some Grizz hockey. Uh, we are closing in on it uh, just nine days away from the Grizz hockey opener against Providence. Uh at the Glacier Ice Rink next Friday. John Johnson, the athletic director at Portal State, joined us to talk about the challenges and uh, maybe some of the advantages, too, that they want to take advantage of uh, at Portland State moving forward. And then we've been talking Grizz and Big Sky football ever since. So you can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by the M Store, the Advocates, and the Montana State Bookstore. Uh, usually Wednesdays, we uh, wrap up with the Grizz Star of the Week. We are uh, efforting uh, Aaron Fonts. We'll see if uh, those guys are off the jugs machine. Uh, sounds like uh, maybe we're going to get them. We only got uh, about five minutes left, but uh, we'll take all the time that uh, that we can get. Um, Fonts last week, a career-high eight catches. Uh, sort of a breakout performance for him, but uh, if you watched anything in fall camp, you could definitely tell that he uh, was a a rising star. Do we got him? Sounds like we got him. We'll go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line and uh, welcome in Chris sophomore wide receiver uh, Aaron Fonts. Aaron, what's up, my man? It's been a while. Uh, we haven't talked to you since uh, you were coming in to, as a recruit to Montana. Uh, so, yeah, how's it been uh, the last little while here? Freshman off limits, so we couldn't talk to you while you were a freshman. So uh, now here yeah. in your sophomore year, what was your first year at Montana like? Well, how have you settled into Missoula? Uh, my first year in Montana was great. I've been loving it so far. Uh, city boy from Oxnard, California, coming out here is definitely a change, and I'm loving it. Well, let's talk about Oxnard because I first learned about Oxnard when the Dallas Cowboys were first on Hard Knocks. I hadn't realized that the Cowboys yeah. – uh, have training camp there at Oxnard, but it, it's a great football town, and I, I've no, gotten to know a bunch of guys from there then because there's so many guys that come out and play Division One football. So how that influence you growing up, just having so many football people around you? Uh, it influenced me a lot just because my brother played football, and I had uh, role models like Lorenzo uh, Booker and Ronnie Jenkins around to train me and just kind of keep my head in that, uh, keep my head into the game really and just, Focus on football. Lorenzo Booker, obviously a phenomenal player there at Florida State, who then went on to play in the NFL. Uh, when you first were coming out of Oxnard, were, were you nervous about coming to Montana? What did you think of moving far away from home? Um, honestly, I wasn't nervous at all. I was ready to get out of Oxnard. I love it, but I just knew if I would have stayed there, it would have been none better for me. So I was really excited just to go. Honestly, when I committed, I was ready to leave right then and there, but I know I had to finish my last semester of high school first. And, and sort of a package deal with you and Xavier Harris, and both you guys have already made mm-hmm. impacts here early on for the Grizzlies. But, but uh, how much did that play into your decision? And also, what's it been like being here with the Grizz, with the guy you played with in high school? Um, it, it's honestly great just to know that 
I'm uh, I'm going to college with somebody that I've grown up for almost all my life. And just knowing that I'm going to have somebody out here with me and he knows I got his back and he got my back. So Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Aaron Font, sophomore wide receiver for the Grizzlies, joining us here uh, on ESPN Radio. Uh, how about last week then? You had, you had sort of a, a breakout performance. You've had some opportunities early on here, but uh, it's a lot mm-hmm. more targets last week. So what was going well in the offense? How were you able to find some room against Indiana State? Um, it was just kind of the uh, the game plan we went into. You know, they're always playing off, not too much man. So we know we're going to be running a lot of quick game. And uh, kind of just my mindset was poor. It was just to work the corners a lot, trying to get myself open and in the right place for it. What do you think of this offense and the role your role in it? Because you guys have shown different folds of it uh, through three weeks, and it seems like it keeps evolving and keeps getting more complex. So how would you just describe the offense you're running? What do you think of it and your role in it? Uh, I think we our offense is very versatile. We have, you know, we have speed guys. We have possession catchers. We have red zone. And I just kind of – I think I play into more speed and possession where I can make a few plays going on the run or I catch the ball in space and just make moves. Now into Big Sky Conference plan, I know you got your first taste of the Big Sky a year ago, but probably a lot more familiarity and comfortability with it now. So what do you think yep. with league play here uh, on the horizon? What did you think of the Big Sky last year, and what do you think now going into your second year playing in this league? Um, I think it's going to be fun this year, especially for the Big Sky. Uh, we've got a lot of guys coming back for every team, so everybody's going to have that uh, mindset in the back of their head that they just want to eat, they just want to play. Everybody's trying to get to that uh, Big Sky championship. And we're really – that's where our mind's at right now. We're really trying to get to that. Aaron Foss joining us here on Nuanas Now. He has been radio. Just a couple minutes left here on your Wednesday. He's a sophomore wide receiver for the Grizz. Grizz Star of the Week presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Stop by Bob Ward's in-stadium store there if you're making your way to the Grizz game uh, for homecoming. Uh, Aaron – this team, this Grizz team, has such high expectations. You're number two in the country right now, real mm-hmm. national championship contender. Uh, but it seems like Coach Alk and the rest of the coaching staff, they're still just hammering you guys to, to be better, be better all the time. What do you guys as players think of those expectations? How do you handle those things, and how do you how do you embrace them? Uh, we kind of embrace them as we're kind of just taking every game, uh, just kind of day by day, you know, going into the week. We're coming in knowing that we're 3-0, but coming into it, we're 1-0. We just want to have that mindset that even when it's home or away, we know we're ranked two, that everybody wants to beat us. And knowing that we have bigger goals than everybody else, we, we got to keep we got to keep our heads on tight and try not to kind of kind of just – we gotta just got to stay focused. Absolutely. Last thing for you then, uh, going uh, with Portland State coming to town, what have you seen out of the Vikings defense? So what do you think of this Big Sky Conference opening matchup? Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, especially for us and the Vikings. I know in 2018 they had got us on a PAT last seconds to win the game, and we got them in the uh, kind of in quarantine, little not quarantine, COVID, uh, COVID ball over the spring. But I think it's going to be a, a good game this year. I know uh, coaches got some history, and I feel like I feel like it's going to be a good matchup, especially for us wideouts and corners. It's going to be a game for us for sure. Eric Fonts, Chris Sophomore Wide Reserve. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, sir. There you go. Chris Star of the Week. Uh, we'll be hearing from that guy quite a bit in the upcoming future. We'll be back at it tomorrow, full slate. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. 
and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 